Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Community is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name's Gareth Oliver. Thank you for joining me for episode number 20, which is uh, incredible. I think we're up to 20 episodes of this podcast already. And thanks to everyone who's uh, who listens and downloads the show and, and gives us support. We really appreciate it. And we're really appreciative of you helping us get messages out there that we think need to be heard. This week, I'm speaking with the Northern Grampians Shire Young Citizen of the Year, the co-winner of the Young Citizen of the Year, Charlie Wilson. Charlie is also a volunteer for Grampians Community Health. Charlie volunteers with the Grampians Youth Events and also with Rainbow Alliance, which is a support group for young LGBTQI plus people in this region and is based in Stall. I speak to Charlie about their volunteer work, about what made Charlie interested in becoming a volunteer. And Charlie also wants to speak about LGBTQI plus issues as a young LGBTQI plus person themselves. So here it is. Here's my chat with the Young Citizen of the Year, Charlie Wilson, on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and of course, for our community. This week on the Communities and Middle Name podcast, I'm joined by Charlie Wilson, Young Citizen of the Year for the Northern Grampian Shire Council, and Charlie is also one of our GCH volunteers. Charlie, thank you so much for giving up some time to have a chat with me this afternoon. No problem. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So, Charlie, first of all, congrats, Young Citizen of the Year. It's a, it's a big thing. Can you give us a bit of info, a bit of background on, on how, you, how you got nominated, the process all that sort of stuff. So I, I didn't really know much about the Young Citizen of the Year Award. Um, Ada and Melissa messaged me asking if I was okay with being nominated. And that's kind of all I knew about it until the, the day of. And that would have made everyone really proud, I would imagine, all your, your friends and family. Because I know it made us proud at Grampians Community Health because of how well people like yourself represent us. Yeah, my my family was super proud. Um, they were with me at the ceremony. Excellent, and uh, we've got Ada here very briefly. Ada, can you just give us a bit of bit of insight from yourself as to what made you pick Charlie out as a person who you thought would be a good young citizen of the year for the Northern Grampians region? No worries, Garrett. So people who've won the Northern Grampians Shire Young Citizen of the Year Award have included some total local legends. You know, young people who have really seen a need in the community and gone out above and beyond to make a difference. So, for example, Taya, who's a member of our GYE Grampians Youth Events Freezer Run Club, in Stall was nominated previously and won that award. And this year, um, Musa and myself from Health Promotion just really, you know, saw the difference Charlie was making in their community and with other young people and showing some real leadership. So we thought they really embodied both the values of GCH but as well as, um, you know, leadership and, and community and connection locally. Uh, Lauren Dempsey from Grampians Pyrenees PCP, so one of GCH's own, also a young citizen of the year way back in 2016. Charlie, you're in year 10. What was the, the reaction like from the people that you go to school with? And are there many people that you go to school with who do the volunteering as well? Um, no, I'm the only person from my school at Grampians Youth Events, and I didn't really tell anyone. 
um, some of the teachers came up and said congrats because they saw it in the paper, but I didn't really talk, tell anyone about it. I only really told my friends. Right. And I wonder if the fact that Lauren Dempsey previously won this award, that means that Charlie will soon be a councillor at Northern Brampionshire Council. Right, Charlie? Prime Minister, Minister, I think. (laughs) Amazing. Charlie, can you talk a bit about some of the events that you've been part of with uh, GYE, Grampians Youth Events, um, in the the time that you've been volunteering? So the one I had I enjoyed the most was ArcadeCon, and it was basically a big Comic Con style event. And there were there were games. I can't remember the name of the people who, who um came, but they set up like a bunch of VR headsets and computers and Mario Kart. It was just really, and we um had a bunch of other things and it's running again this year around the same time last week of the school holidays it's, it's later in the year isn't it i think it's the june july holidays okay well let me know so we can put it up on the community health yeah. social media pages definitely how long have you been with this as a volunteer charlie uh since late october 2020 and how did you find volunteering the last couple of years when we were as, and I, I think I ask everyone who's been on the podcast about this, the pandemic, and how did you did you find trying to get events and things to happen and trying to keep people connected, I guess, in the events that you guys were running while we were all, you know, in various states of lockdown? It was, it was really frustrating to try and figure out a way around that. Um, I've realised that there's kind of, like, a fear around being around like being at events now nowadays uh, because of COVID. I think we did really well though, considering we got, I think we did all of the re-event, the events we wanted to last year. I wasn't really part of it in 2020. So I didn't, I didn't really have to experience the annoyance of lockdowns. We, we kind of did a lot, did events between getting out of lockdown. Did you do anything like we're doing now? We're, we're doing this meeting over Zoom, any Zoom catch-ups or anything like that? Um, we had meetings, just Grampians Youth Events meetings over Zoom, but other than that, we didn't do any events or anything like that. Now, you're part of the Rainbow Alliance Youth Group, which operates out of Stall. Can you give us a little bit of info about the Rainbow Alliance? Rainbow Alliance um, is an LGBTQ plus youth group that runs after school on a Tuesday for about, about an hour. We've got like games and colouring in, just sort of stuff. It's and it's also kind of a support group, young people supporting young young people. I'm really proud of the group and what and what we've been able to do so far. That's really good. What's what's the turnout like? Do you get a lot of people coming to to these meetings? Not quite. We get we get a lot of people signing up, but then not a lot of people actually coming to the um to the meetings themselves. What do you think that is? Do you think people are just a bit bit nervous, maybe, about going to one of those sort of groups? Possibly. What about Grampians Youth Events? What What have you got coming up with uh, GYE? The GYE Factor next week on Friday. And it's just kind of like you can register to perform and there'll be, there'll be all kinds of different acts, like you can sing, dance, act, do a comedy. You can, be, you can do it solo, do, do a band, anything like that. Um, but you have to register to perform before the 23rd of February. Okay. Ada, how much input do you have with some of the groups that Charlie's a part of and, and what's the sort of work that yourself or someone like Melissa would do with young people such as Charlie? 
Well, Melissa Bear is our um, freezer um, worker at Grampians Community Health. So her work is basically supporting and encouraging all exciting things to happen with youth in North and Grampianshire, but also beyond in all of GCH's areas where they're funded or not for freezer. So basically, Melissa and um, myself and some of our, our other staff that work with young people is just basically helping and supporting them and then getting out of the way. So listening to the ideas of young people, you know, um, hearing what matters to them, empowering them and making it happen, but then sitting back and letting them lead, which is, again, why Charlie's done such a great job here. They're just all over it and really taking steps forward so that they barely need any support from adults and other staff at GCH. It's great. I'm really glad that Fraser's still going. Charlie, you probably don't know this, but Ada does. I was actually part of the very first Fraser group in Ararat way back when I was a teenager. And as you can tell by the grain in my beard, that was probably quite some time ago. You definitely were not around with us then. And I'm really stoked to hear it's still going. So who you got coming up at the push gig? Who's playing at that? Um, the Smith Street Band, Alex Leahy, um, the Triple J, J winners, Sammy from Ballarat and Brody from Horsham. And we've got the other... Local artist, uh, Lani Rain. I've heard of the Smith Street Band, and as I said to you guys earlier off air, I know Alex Lahavy because I played the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. I should have gone to work. I'm probably too old for Arcadian, actually. Never too old, right, Charlie? Nope. Charlie, you said uh, as well off air, you want to talk a little bit about some LGBTQI, some stuff. Now, can you just give us a bit of a, a background on if you're comfortable on yourself about why this is you're so passionate about LGBTQI plus issues. I came out in very like early 2020 and my parents are very supportive but struggled with the concept of it. It took them a little while to get to get the hang of it, which is 100% fair. And in 2018, I think it is, I came out to them as bisexual and but before I kind of knew for a little while before I came out to them about it. And I, and I just felt really alone because I didn't know if any of my friends felt the same way or if, like, I've known about LGBTQ plus stuff for, what, for, like, all of my life. I have LGBTQ plus aunts and my nan is LGBTQ plus. But, yeah, I, I felt kind of alone. And, and I know 12-year-old me would have loved a support group like this. I think it's really awesome that... that- you know, you're using your your life experience, even though you're not that old yourself, to try and help other young people who may be feeling what what you were feeling. Let's hope that, that you get some more uptake in your in your group. Uh, interesting that you said about your your, your grandmother, because it would have been much much different for her than what it, what it would have been for even probably even your aunties would have been much different for than what it would be for a person your age now who's coming to terms with with themselves as an LGBTQI plus person. Yeah, um, we've come a long way since back from probably when my nan was younger. Um, but, you know, there's still a long way to go. Um, there's still unsupportive people in my age group. Um, I haven't had that many experiences with negative people, but I have had just kind of a little bit every now and again. Yeah, I guess education is a big thing for a lot of people, isn't it, Charlie? And look, I can I can say that it's much different from back when I was in school. Definitely wouldn't have been anywhere near as uh, accepting as probably what it is nowadays, which would have made it very hard for people. What's the best way you think it is for people to educate people about LGBTQI plus issues, do you think? 
Um, well, schools need to get more on board. I have, from my experiences, I have had barely any LGBTQ plus education at my school. So yeah, I think education is the big thing. I think people are scared of the things that they don't know about. And so I don't even get annoyed with people if they're uneducated. If they if they are educated and continue to be unsupportive, that's when there's an issue. But if they're uneducated and saying bad stuff, then it's then they just need to be educated. Do you think things like, so like the AFLW, for example, recently had a pride round um, and we've also seen Darcy Vessio from Carlton has come out as uh, non-binary. Do you think things like that uh, help people in the LGBTQI community? I know also in the uh, A-League, Adelaide United have, got a, have had a player recently come out as, as openly gay. Do you think that helps people when they're trying to deal with, you know, not necessarily trying to deal with, do you think it helps people get the message across about, look, LGBTQI people are here, they're part of society, we need to just accept it and, you know, not treat people like they're different? Definitely. Um, People who are, like, big in media coming out is just amazing. Elliot Page, for example, um, queer people releasing autobiographies and stuff like that is amazing. Um, I, I was shopping couple of weeks ago and I saw um, someone who I know is trans really had a book just and it was very like obviously there and it was so cool to see. Yeah that visibility is a really big thing isn't it. Charlie we might take a really short break and then we'll be back very shortly to talk a bit more about some of your volunteer work. This Amador Name podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing local government areas like the Northern Grampian Shire Council, Arrett Rural City Council, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfield Shire, Southern Grampians Shire and Bull Oak Shire Council regions. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community aged care and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gambler's help, community mental health support, and much, much more. For more information, head to our website, gch.org.au, or give us a call Monday to Friday. Business hours on 53587400. We also have offices in Stall, Horsham, and Ararat. The Community is a Middle Name podcast is, of course, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and we are here for you, your family, and our community. Welcome back. I'm here with Charlie Wilson, and Charlie is the Young Citizen of the Year for the Northern Grampians Shire Council, also a volunteer with Grampians Community Health with the Grampians Youth Events and with the Rainbow Alliance as well. Charlie, we spoke before the break about some of the events that are coming up for the Grampians Youth Alliance, so uh, Arcadians coming back and the Push Tour with Smith Street Band. What are some things that you would like to see Grampians Youth Events 
doing and how big would you like the events to get? Well, I think Grampians Youth Events is doing amazing currently. We're kind of low on volunteer members at the moment, um, like young people planning the events. It would be really great to see us expand. We promote ourselves as much as we can. So, but Unfortunately, getting volunteers is an issue for, well, for lots of different things. And it was an issue back when I was on Freezer many, many years ago. What about the Rainbow Alliance? Where would you like to see that go? Really hope that it gets bigger. And like, I'd love to see more people join. Uh, currently, there's only, I think, five members that show up regularly. So I'd love to get way more than that. I do want to do an event in June that will kind of, I'm not going to talk too much about it because nothing is confirmed, but really love for something big to happen in June. Well, if you do get something up and running, please let us know and um, Grampians Community Health will be happy to support it. And uh, I'm happy to share any anything that uh, you guys are doing on our social media as well to try and, and bump up numbers. What about yourself, Charlie? We Ada and I joked uh, earlier on that you might follow in the footsteps of another young citizen of the year, Lauren Dempsey, who's now on council. And I think you, should, you could probably go higher. You know, Prime Minister's probably maybe head of the UN. I'm not sure where the ceiling would be. Where do you see yourself when you finish school? I said earlier in year 10, so not that much longer to go until you finish school. Where would you like to see yourself, let's say, in five years' time? I know these questions are always hard to answer. Um, but just give it your best crack. I really want to continue advocating for LGBTQ plus rights. I know that that with the um, the bill that's been going around for the past couple of weeks, um, that was <laughs> very interesting. Um, I didn't. I kind of stayed away from it, but yeah, it's. I can't kind of imagine what what could have happened if that had passed. Would have been extremely difficult for young people in your circumstance to to see that essentially young LGBTQI plus people were being treated as political football. I couldn't imagine how how horrible it would be for people to to deal with that and for you to shield yourself from. Probably wasn't a bad idea, but thankfully it didn't get passed. With with advocacy for LGBTQI people, especially for for young people, do you see enough of that around? Do you think? Um. I think in Melbourne it's quite big, um, but not so much in small towns like ours. I get excited when I see a pride flag in like the window of the store neighbourhood house or when the hospital had pride flags as their banners leaning up the hill. I got super excited when I saw that. Um, and I think we should have more of that around the town, especially during Pride Month. I can say that when I've gone into Ararat, I have seen the Ararat College has a, a pride flag that they fly alongside the Australian flag and Aboriginal flag. Did you know that? No, I did not. I have not gone past that <laughs> very much. So, um, so there, I, I thought you mustn't, because the way you, you're, uh, <laughs> you sort of perked up then when I mentioned it. Though. Um, <laughs> how, how has the community been to to young people such as yourself who, who are LGBTQI+. Plus, do you think, you mentioned it's probably easier in Melbourne and, you know, we are more conservative in regional Victoria. As a, as a ruler, are people generally fairly accepting of young people such as yourself? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's still a long way to come. There's still, I've had a good couple of bad experiences 
um, as an LGBTQ plus person, whether it's because these people wanted to get a reaction or not, it still wasn't great. Um, I've never been physically hurt. They were just more arguing for the sake of arguing, but it just wasn't nice. No, that, that emotional and, and mental stuff often hurts more than the physical stuff because uh, bruises heal, but sometimes the the mental scars stay with you for a little while. So you are a pretty pretty level-headed person, though, Charlie, from the conversation we've had today. So I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that you haven't let it stop you with what you're trying to do and you continue to advocate for, for other young LGBTQI people. How do you find at school? Is there any any backlash from anyone at school or is your school generally pretty good with LGBTQI plus students? Um, my school's okay. It um, could 100% do better, but I think with what they have, they're doing pretty well. As I've said before, they could do they could be educating us just a little more on the topic. They kind of brush on it slightly every now and again, but I think if we could like have a whole section in well-being about or like in something else about LGBTQ plus like people and the, maybe a little bit about about the history. I personally think that we should do something like that for for um, people of colour too. Yeah, uh, you actually touched on a really good point there about the history. Um, because if you go back not that long ago, probably in, well, definitely in my grandparents' time, probably in your grandparents' time as well, uh, and we talked about this a bit before the break, how attitudes were much, much different. And, you know, once upon a time you'd get, thrown into a lunatic asylum for being LGBTQI+. And we say that now and it sounds ridiculous, but which it, it was, but unfortunately that's what, what happened. So um, I think you're right. I think education for everyone is, is really key. And it starts with, with young people such as, such as yourself. Charlie, what's, what's next for you? With all your work with Rainbow Alliance and GYE, have you got any more volunteering up your sleeve? Um, probably not. I am, I am working quite hard managing school and GYE and Rainbow Alliance, and I'm probably gonna. I'm looking. I'm currently looking for a job, so balancing all those would probably be plus plus another volunteer group. I could not imagine. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a lot already. So for any young people out there who might be listening, Charlie, and who aren't sure about being a volunteer, maybe they think it's something that, you know, young people don't really do, something that older people do, what would you say to them? If you were going to, if I said to you, Charlie, can you sell being a volunteer to to someone your age? How would you do it? Um, I would say that volunteering is super fun. It looks it looks really good on your resume. Getting to meet peop- more people and getting, um, just getting out there in the community is re- like it's super fun. And I'm not going to say it's stress free. It is quite stressful when, um, when you when it ne- needs to be. But it, it like I would recommend it to any of my friends. Excellent. Yeah, I think it's like it's great, um, and it's great to see young people such as yourself out there volunteering helping your community and helping your peers as well uh charlie anything else you want to get across to anyone listening before we wrap it up for today um sign up for rainbow alliance it's um 
even if you're not an LGBTQ plus person, like allies are super welcomed. We love getting new people and meeting new people, and we've just we've just recently got a, a whole bunch of games and stuff, and we always supply snacks and drinks. So, and also keep an eye out for Charlie at Arcadion later in the year. Will you be at the push gig? I will not. I'm busy that weekend, but I will be at um, GYE Factor. Do you have any special talents? <laughs> not particularly. Um, I've been involved with Spacky for the past couple of years, so I'm all right at singing and I can play the ukulele okay. But Well, you could be the second Prime Minister that plays the ukulele. <laughs> That might be your um where you where you finish up. Uh Charlie, you're a very impressive young person and I really appreciate you giving up some time on this Friday afternoon just to pull the curtain back to have a bit of a chat to to myself on the Communities Eminent podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you again, Charlie, for coming on the podcast and having a chat to us about your volunteer work and your much-deserved Young Citizen of the Year Award, and also for speaking about the LGBTQI plus issues that you, as a young LGBTQI plus person, uh, face. And if anyone's wondering about whether they think it's appropriate for a person Charlie's age, in year 10, to be speaking about LGBTQI plus problems. Let me just give you a little bit of a bit of background, a bit of info about what's actually happening with young LGBTQI plus people out there, especially to do with their mental health. So when it comes to mental health for young LGBTQI plus people, this is from uh, lgbtiqhealth.org.au slash statistics. LGBTQI plus people in Australia, aged 16 to 17, almost three times more likely to have attempted suicide in the past 12 months than non-LGBTQI young people. Transgender people, aged 14 to 25, are 15 times more likely to attempt suicide. And people who are intersex, aged 16 or over, are six times more likely to attempt suicide. 48.1% of transgender and gender-diverse people, aged 14 to 25, reported that they had attempted suicide in their lifetime and 35% of transgender people aged 18 plus would have attempted suicide in their lifetime as well. You compare that to the general population where 3.2% of people aged 16 and over reported they had attempted suicide in their lifetime. It is a massive, massive discrepancy. Also, when it comes to self-harm, we see that it is a much bigger issue for people, especially young people in LGBTQI plus populations. 62.1% 62.1% of LGBTQI plus people aged 14 to 21 have reported self-harm. 85.8% of trans men, 76.1% of non-binary people, and 68% of trans women aged 14 to 21 reported ever helping, help having self-harm. Compare that to the general population where 14.1% of people aged uh, 15 and 19 reported self-harm. It's, it's a big deal, and that is one of the reasons that Charlie said that they wanted to talk about, about LGBTQI plus issues, and I think it's something that we need to be thinking about. When you hear those statistics and you compare them to the general population, it is, 
it's something that we should all be really concerned about and we should all be thinking about and we should all be looking at how we can best support these young people as best that we can as a community because it's uh, it's it's shocking to hear that. And if if it makes you uncomfortable, well, good, because it really sh- it should. We don't talk about things on this podcast that necessarily are comfortable and this podcast was mostly to celebrate the amazing work that Charlie has done as a volunteer for Grampians Community Health with Grampians Youth Events and with the Rainbow Alliance. But I do understand that some people may have had some misgivings about hearing Charlie speak about her experience as a young LGBTQI plus person. And so I thought I would give some clarity as to why I was very happy for that to be broadcast. Anyway, let's take nothing away from the great work that Charlie has done for their community because it was, uh, as I said, a well-deserved Young Citizen of the Year Award. And it sounds like Charlie has got some fantastic things cooking for GYE and the Rainbow Alliance, not just Charlie, the other young people who also help those programs. And we want, we, we really value all our volunteers. Okay, after that, I'd like to let you know that this podcast was, is brought to you by Grampians Community Health. And Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria. Go to our website for more information about the services and about where you can find us. gch.org.au is the website. You can also follow us on social media. So facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health or go to Instagram and Twitter and put in Grampians Community Health and you can follow us there or our handles there are at GCH Grampians. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, basically anywhere you can get really good podcasts. Uh, Audible, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're there. Uh, you can like and subscribe on a lot of those services too. And if you leave a, a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, it really helps people find us. And if you subscribe, you never miss an episode, which is even better. Our intro, outro, outro music was by the one and only Mr. Andrew Parsons, and he he uh, did those few chords especially for us, and we use that with his permission. So thank you, of course, Andrew. This podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabwarong people, and we'd like to pay our respects to all elders past, present, and emerging. With the talk of uh, LGBTQI plus suicide as well earlier on, lifeline is 131114. Anyone who feels like they may need to speak to someone, my name's Gareth Olber. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really fun having a chat to Charlie. I'll be back again very shortly with another episode of Community is Our Middle Name, brought to you by Grampians Community Health. For you, your family, and our community. And until then, so long.